We're learning of Shlomo's Torahs inside. We're on page um, 20. We're zooming. 21 even. We're on page 21. <clears throat> this is in this Sefer. Um, if anybody on the Zoom wants me to send them the pictures of the... Uh, of the uh, of the of the learning, so they can follow inside. Put your number on the chat. Maybe Ellie will ask you to do it. You could maybe you could forward it to them. Thank you. Um, Ellie has it, and he can he can WhatsApp it to you. Okay. So, Rub Slomo is. Um, He's talking about knowing and not knowing. And I'm just going to take a second and uh, <laughs> and just relate it to the two others, the two others that we're in now. And this is a bit what we were learning on Rosh Chodesh also, but it's it's important. It's very it's, it helps to make it real that um, there's a there's a kind of emet that is like the sun. That it's unchanging, always shining, and uh, it's kind of like objective. And there's another kind of emet that is like the moon, that is always changing, that is kind of like subjective. Like when we say about Torah, Torah is called Torah's MS. And in Davening, in Ra'ashe, we say, All of who called out to Hashem with emet. Now, the way I call out to Hashem with emet and the way you call out to Hashem with emet, it's not the same emet. It shouldn't be. It should be our own emet. It has to be, right? That's the emet of the moon. And... If you have only the emet of the sun, it's sterile. There's no babies. There's no uh, If it's only the emet of the moon, if it's only the emet of the moon, it's always changing, but you're also missing an anchor. Where is something that doesn't change? Is there anything that doesn't change? It always just... Uh, could be anything, right? This is the yofi of the Jewish calendar, is leyached et Hashemesh v'hayarek. Bring them together. This is what the two others are about, is bringing together these two energies. When they're together, it's called shana milberet. It's called a pregnant year. It's a fruitful time. Right? When I come to the emet of Torah, and I know the Torah is emet, and it's outside of me, and it's from Hashem, and I bring in my emet, my questions, my simcha, my individuality, and they come together, oh, now we're talking, right? <laughs> then, 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 right? Sometimes people try to 
go only to one side. I, I, I only want the amount of the Torah, so I have to erase myself. Right? I only want the amount of the Torah. So what happened on Harsinai? A big eraser came down from Shemaim. Machak came down from heaven to erase who you are. Right? There's some of the religious people that deep down, that's what they believe. A big fiery sun to just and kilo zel. I could be just going with my own spirituality, my own, my own, my own, my own thing. And if it feels right, maybe I should light the candles after Shkia. I wasn't feeling it, you know, before, you know. <laughs> maybe, you know, but this is, this is a real thing, right? There's an emet that's there, but it's just the emet of the moon only. And it's at the end of the day, it's lonely, this emet. It's all only what I feel like doing. Only what I feel is right, but without any any anything outside of me I can connect to. There's no yichud. There's no oneness with, with the beyond. Right? You need mamish both. You really need both. You mamish need both. To the moon and to the sun. Yeah. How does the song go? We all... Something, something, the sun and the moon and the stars. And I'm going to come back to them. There's a song. Um, so maybe the Beatles. Sun and the moon and the stars. Can we all, uh, all shine on? Hey. <laughs> There's a song. We, just, we, need, we need all of the, we need every kind of light there is. And this is the Yopi, right? Our uh, cousin's Uncle Asaf, their 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 calendar is only the sun, right? Our uh, uncle Yishmael, their calendar is only the moon. Ramadan is coming soon, right? It's it's only the moon, and it goes around and around and around. Their Ramadan is not really the same, right? And we we have to have Nisan Chodesh Aviv. We have to have the holidays have to be, but it's stuck exactly at a certain time. You know, it's like it's like this sheer. It happens at one thirty. It happens. It happens around one thirty. If you see too much, like okay, like listen, we're not. You know what I mean? We're not uh, organized religion. We're disorganized religion. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a, you know, there's wiggle room. That's the yofi. It's it, it has. It's spring. It's Pesach. Will always be in the spring. Exactly. You know, like uh, exactly when we can't like force it into just only one day. No, it's Pesach happens when it's when it's the right time for Pesach. Chaim, chaim. This is the way it has to be. We have to have Shabbos. Shabbos is Shabbos. Shkia is Shkia. Okay, there's Rabbeinu Tam. I mean, uh, Rabbeinu Tam. I mean, there's there such a thing. Rabbeinu Tam. You know, like uh, in Hungary. But you know that when the Satmarov moved to New York, he was driving around like a half an hour after sunset, and and then the Ramosha Feinstein had to tell him, "Listen, we're in America now. You know, like uh, <laughs> you know what you did in Hungary, where everyone will have Rabbeinu Tam. You know, and that was really and the Shulchan Aruch and the Rama Paskin like Rabbeinu Tam. But okay, the Gaonim, uh, the Minig of most Ashkenazim is not like that. 
whatever. There's rules. It's sunset. You think it's set? Didn't set. It's almost. It's over. But there's a certain point. At a certain point, it's late enough. It's Shabbos now. You can't drive now. You know, there's a there's a point where it's okay. Time, time, time. I have friends who were one time driving in Ukraine, trying to get to Uman, and it was Friday night, it was getting darker and darker, and they were telling the driver, go faster, go faster, and the driver turns around and goes, Rabbeinu Tam! It's easy to go faster. Yeah, right. I'm So, so Rav Shlomo is talking about, you know, like, with Torah, he's emphasizing how much Torah, but first, the first part was about how much Torah doesn't say, how much Torah does not say. And then Hashem Dafka leaves out some of the most deepest questions. Who should I marry? Where should I live? You know, how much of my day should we be learning Torah? Can't find it in any book. So I'm smiling, I got to see it. You can't find it in any book, right? Excuse me. Can't find it in any book. And Badafka, you can't find Oh, Gitti. Tell him Gitti. Everybody say hello to Gitti. You just moved in. You just made Aliyah two weeks ago, right? Yes. It's not embarrassing you. It's love. It's love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so if someone was saying, you know, Hashem gave you the Torah, but he wants you to keep coming back to him. So he doesn't tell you everything, Dafka, so that you'll still daven, right? That was his whole first thing of someone was saying. The Torah's Dafka revelation, it may seem imperfect to us because I can't find all the answers in it. Yeah, that's right, because you need God. And Hashem didn't give the Torah to replace himself. You need to still daven, you need to still daven. And Rabbi Shlomo, I mean, we're learning this deepest, deepest, deepest Torah is about Loya de Klum. And this is, this, 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 uh, the, the, see, a true musician like Shlomo was, a true musician, the first thing they make you aware of is the silence. That's to make us to be room. Mm-hmm. Right? You come in, so you have a saxophone player, right? Come in if you you, you can you can you can be louder than everybody else. <laughs> come in, don't do it, you know. <laughs> you have to and you want to play music together, you know, like the first thing of it. And so Shlomo's saying, you know, you want to learn Torah. So, Mamish, the first thing is, what does the Torah not say? Where is the room for God in it? So, Hashem wants you to come to Him. The Torah doesn't say, the Torah doesn't say, and, and it's however much Torah we learn, do we really know? How much do we really know, right? We, so on the one hand, he's, tr- he's first of all reminding us about the moon, right? That your inner MS of that connection that can never be written in a book, it can never be summed up in a, information, it's changing, it's always changing. Where how, how am I doing? How am I doing? Well, by the time I finish answering you, I'm already doing differently. <laughs> it's like, like, ah, time. Like, uh, uh, and they say the Nevardak, when you would ask somebody what time it is, 
Let's say 30 seconds ago, it was, because while you're talking, Emet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's an Emet of the sun and the Emet of the moon, and they're both, they're both. So, right. So some of the first bit was really sensitizing us to the not knowing. And it's so much deeper than, you know, like we're talking about like the master violinist that when they play a note, the silence is in the note also. It's like they're not, they're not, they're saying and they're not saying like, you know, and when, and when there's the deepest Torah, it's saying and it's also, there's also the other mandama, like could, you know, like Beit Shammai is also in everything Beit Hillel says, and Beit Hillel is everything Beit Shammai says. There's room, there's, there, there's this pele of... Then last week, we were looking at uh, the opposite, when you have to really be sure, you have to know, right? <laughs> Talking about my friend Elion Shemesh, you know Elion Shemesh? Elion was the first baby born in the Moshav, and uh, he was going around a long time saying, you know, the psalm always said, you never know, you never know. And 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 him and Layla for like a year or two, they were like, you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you do know. And there are certain things that we know. And he says, and it's, it's a bishtikle heartbreaking. He says, he says, he says, let me ask you a question. He says, and he calls it a stupid question. He says, I want to ask you a stupid question. Mm -hmm. Someone says are you sure that Hashem chose you? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Right? Now that is a heartbreaking question. Are you sure? Are you really sure? And this is something that... You, oh, Lechaim. This, this, this is something that... Did you just join? Okay. Say the more. Is... Is... Is Rivaya just joined? So Rivaya is um is uh where were we? Was uh sure right? Are you sure that Hashem chose you? Right, like a, a, children. I went. I one time. I one time went to go meet with Rabbi uh, uh, Machlis. He's like Abraham Avinu of our generation. I went to go see him. <laughs> First of all, he offered me like really, really, like you know, like uh, those cookies that are like the simplest kind of cookies, like they're different shapes and whatever. And he's like, he put them in front. He's like, he's like, he's like, if you, if you if you try the different kinds, they each have different consistencies. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like anyways. Yeah. He made it into like a, unbelievable, and and and. But while I was there, while I was in his house, one of his kids was sitting on the couch and like making noise. And I'll never forget this. And he looks like at her, like deep into her eyes. He says, "I forgot her name." And Rifki he said, "Rifki, Rifki, you know I love you. You know it." And she's like, "I know it." I know it. Like Rifki. You're making too much noise. <laughs> it's like unbelievable, you know. I'm like, I need you to go somewhere else right now, you know. So to be sure that Hashem chose us, right? Sometimes all the rules that Hashem gave us, they they shake. Are we sure that Hashem chose us, though? 
maybe there's so many rules and I'm not doing well enough. Maybe I'm making too much noise on the couch and Hashem doesn't want me around. Are you sure? Are you sure? Let me ask you a stupid question, says Shlomo. Are you sure Hashem chose you? Just give your whole neshama back with that question, right? Mamas. Fine. It has to be that you're really sure. It has to be, right? There, it has to be, I know that I'm Jewish, right? If I'm married, it has to be, I know this is really my wife. It's not like, could be, you know? <laughs> to get married, that's it. This is, that's your wife, you know? You can't, can't be like, maybe, you know? There are things that have a, they're really, really real. And it's not a maybe. It's really not, right? Yeah. Sometimes he said, you know, Sometimes people are married for 25, 30 years, and they're not sure whether they're really married yet. Wow. They don't know if this is the real person. Am I, they're it's still looking for the soulmate, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is, you know, one of the lines that I heard. Did you did you know Rabbi Glick from Montreal, Mordechai Glick? Yeah. He was a very great man, also a psychologist. And he said, when you're looking for your soulmate, so the search is to find the soulmate. When you find your soulmate, your job is to be the best soulmate. Complete change, right? Stop looking. <laughs> you found, Baruch Hashem. Now, how much am I getting? How much am I being, right? Somebody asked me the other day, you know, like, if you... He, he, he put me on the spot. Like, what's the secret to a great marriage? The secret. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and I said to him, and I'm, 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 I'm starting this. It's a long journey. I'm 20 years married. I think I'm like beginning to do this. Bless Hashem. I, I think it's really true. The secret to good, good marriage is that your spouse is your number one priority in your whole life. The number one. The number one. Not like, oh, there's my work, there's my thing, there's my creativity, there's my... Because if the spouse is number one, everything else will be shining. I can tell you some, a little bit of experience. A little bit. I'm not, you know, I can't say I'm all living up to that. It's a very high standard. But when you really do that, and you know why I think it's true? You know, I'm going totally off the... That's okay, it's Torah. You know why I think it's true? is because it's the number one relationship in your life. And when you're being good in it, you'll feel better about yourself. If you're iffy with your spouse, you can't feel good about yourself. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. If you're really being there 100%, for people not married, also for your close friends, for your family, if you're there for the people that are the closest circle to you, in a way that's real, and you really put them above other things, everything, you'll feel better about yourself. It's an amazing thing. Anyway, so it has to be clear. These are these things has to be so deep within me, Rav Shlomo saying. He says, it can't even be a millimeter of doubt in your heart. Not even a tiny bit, right? I know this is my wife. I know these are my children. That's another thing. Sometimes people, it's so unbelievably sad when people, so you know, aren't relating with their kids. I know that I, I know I need to be in the Holy Land. 
this one. She already knows. And now I need to be in the Holy Land. And I know that Hashem chose you, Shalayim. And then to be sure that Hashem chose me. So then he brought in, it's all just a bit of a review because there's some new chavit today. Chaim. Is he brought in from Rebbeleibla Eger. Rebbeleibla Eger was a grandson of Rabbi Akiva Eger, the great God. It caused a little bit of a ruffle in the family when he became a chassid and he went to Kotsk and uh, but everything worked out in the end. So um, Reb Leib Leiger was a Talmud of the Ishbitzer. Reb Leib Le, by the way, Reb Leib Le and Reb Tzadok were best friends and they were Talmudim of the Ishbitzer. Reb Leib Le was a Ish Halev. He was a heart, heart, heart person. All of his Torahs are about healing. Almost all of them. So he has a Sefer called Torahs Emes. An incredible safer. Almost every Torah, like 85% of the Torah, start with Shabbos Himilizak Rufua Krovalavai. Almost all of them start with that. We on Shabbos we take a rest from crying out and healing was close to come, and it was all healing, healing. And if Tzadok was like the brain, if Tzadok was quoting zillions of sources, the Litvaks of all the Hasidis, they like Rav Tzadok's Hasidis because it's all sourced and, you know, it's like Mukhrach, it's like, and, uh, but they used to walk around Lublin, arm in arm, of label and Rav Tzadok, the heart of the world and the, and, the, and the brain of the world, walking around arm in arm in Lublin. So, uh, the Rav Leibla's Torah was, Hashem Shafteinu, Hashem Echekekeinu, he says, we need chakika. And we're learning about this, that there's there's different kinds of otiyot. There's letters, right? Ksiva, for writing to be considered writing, then uh, so it, um, it has to be that it sinks in. It's not called ksiva. In the Torah, the one place we have a mitzvah to write is in a, not, not the most, uh, a mitzvah we shouldn't have to have, but a mitzvah when... When it's the right time is, is a big mitzvah, which is the mitzvah of divorce, right? The kasav la sefer krisus. It says you have to write a say have to be it has to be in writing. And the Gemara learns out that writing means that the letters have to become one with the page. If you would just sew letters, it's not called ksiva. If you would also do like a pencil. That where it just goes on top and sticks to it, but goes on top. It's also not called ksiva. Ksiva is dafka where the ink sinks in, right? It has to sink in. Can't just sit on top. It has to sink into the. Has to become one with the thing. But chakika, chakika, which is this pasuk from Yeshaya Lamed Gimel pasuk, Hashem shavtenu, Hashem mechokikenu. Chakika, that was the Luchot Habrit, were written with Otiyot Chakika. Chakika means engraving. And engraving, literally, the letter and the medium are one mamish. It's not like there's ink that sunk in, but it was a, it was a foreign substance that came in. The, the, the stone is the letter, and the letter is the stone. Mamash Echad, right? So what we're talking about here is a unity of being and doing. Because the, the things that I do can be like a pencil that's like on top of me. I'm doing it, but it's on the outside. It's all still bachus. 
the Rav Lebele said, and he quotes this one line from Legler, Yesh mekayem kol ramach mitzvot haseh, ve'eno haseh talot haseh, ve'od lo naga b'ktsay pnimiyut ha'avoyim. As you can have a person who fulfills all the positive commandments and all the negative commandments of the Torah, but hasn't even touched the outside and come even anywhere near real penimius ha'avoyim, the depths of avodah sashem. Just like haven't even come close. If someone's like like blowing his mind, it's like totally on the outside, on the outside of everything. Could be doing everything right. But it's missing the moon MS, right? It's missing the Tfila MS. It's missing, it's all just doing what's right in an unchanging way on the outside, but it's not coming from the inside. Didn't, didn't, didn't touch. We need chakika, that my heart, when I'm learning Torah, it's me, it's, it's, the Torah is me, and, I'm, and, and right? I am it. When I'm doing tefillin, the tefillin, it's not something I'm just doing on the outside. I am the tefillin. And the Shabbos candles, and it's like, Mamish. It's uh, that that is the, the, the. By the way, that's that's the simcha of being Jewish that we have such a thing that you can actually learn stuff that is really, really you. That's amazing. There's nothing like that in the world. There's nothing like that comes even close to that. There's nothing like that in the world, Mamish. Nothing like that in the world. Everything else is like instructions and. Whatever, you know, like uh, you can get in touch with your body. You could do yoga. Yoga is pretty amazing. You can get in touch with, 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 with you know, but, but well, after the yoga, you know, like <laughs> every step you take to do a mitzvah is creating a malach. It's, it's uh, unbelievable. We, we, we don't, we don't, it's, there's nothing like it. Hashem echokekeinu, ana Hashem tachkoch. Please inscribe it in my heart. We were talking about this last time. This is still in the review. We'll get to Zat Hashem. We're getting to the today's learning in a second. But the last time, like about all the Jewish Nobel Prize winners, right? Why? Why? Are, why is there this? Well, some crazy percentage. Somebody knew the percentage last. Forty percent. Forty percent. point two percent of the world population. Forty percent of Nobel Prizes Jews. 0.2% of the population, maybe it's even 0.02, oh, 0.02. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and billions, and we're like a few million. So why is that? And it's definitely, I know for sure, it's not because we're smarter. It's definitely not because we're smarter. I, 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 we're smart. I'm not saying we're not smart, but, 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 but I've met, I've personally met some great geniuses in the Gentile world, some unbelievable geniuses. What is it that the Jews have? And I think that it's this place of Mesiris Nefesh that, that, that I have such a deep longing. In, right? What we're talking about, Pinimiut, right? It's just so who, the guy who stays in the chemistry lab for two weeks and doesn't go home, you know? <laughs> and then it's like, Eureka, or whatever they found, like something, whatever thing they found, you know, like that guy. That yid, with a crazy look in his eye, it's, it's, <laughs> right? 
it's it's it, it, the thing is uh, that that we have such an infinite longing within us, infinite longing within us, infinite longing. Rabbi Nachman talk about the Torah forty nine and the Gute Moran. The Jewish heart burns infinitely. It's infinite, 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 infinite. And we push it. Fine. <coughs> it's infinite. And we're looking like, are you my mommy? Are you my mommy? Where's where's the aim labina? Where's where's Torah, really. I'm looking for my mommy, for for Ima, for Bina, for 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 for, for Mamish, for Torah, and maybe it's chemistry. No one ever told this guy. Probably no one ever told them differently. No one ever gave them a Shabbos. No one ever, and even the people who are growing up room, and even we ourselves, and we do we realize that the Torah is our soulmate? That that it's that it's this is fits that that we can. I'll just quote for a second. There's a poet called John Keats. You ever read him? John Keats. He has this line, glut thy sorrow on a morning rose. It's like, like glut as a verb. Like, uh, like eat out, like, like chomp down on your pain, your misery, your sorrow on a morning rose, on a, on a beautiful morning rose. Like just that there's this frustration and then there's this gorgeous beauty. And, and it's just like, we have, we have such, we're carrying around, and the Torah, somebody has to make the shidduch, you know? <laughs> the, the Torah is, is so beautiful. It's so right. It's so right. And, but it's like, for whatever reason, the way, the way people did it, the way I grew up with it, the way people, the, the, way, the, 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 the way it gets presented, it doesn't seem like it. This is the, we have to become educated. I'll just say a little parenthetical thing that it's such, it's so important to, to, to become able to learn Torah on your own, what, 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 even if it means in translation, but to, to get, to, it's best, of course, if you can learn the Hebrew and, and learn how to read Rashi and, and, and learn how to, but then... <clears throat> And then, and then, dive into Hashem and find Hashem, your kesher. It's there. I promise you, it's there. There's a there's a kesher that's there. It's real. So this is what he's diving. Reb Label is diving. Reb Shlomo. Reb Shlomo. After everything, he's still saying, "Give up." You know, maybe you never touched. Say, "Pnimius avoita." Like, like, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a longing that continues. It's not. It's not like you know. You figure it all out. So. He's what he's going from. He, he's transitioning, right? So he started off with the not knowing, right? And then he moved into the things you have to be sure of. And then he's going to okay. Once I get a sense of being sure that Hashem really chose me, so I want to dedicate myself so much. I want to dedicate myself so much for real. I want to really dedicate, and I so I want it to be like inscribed in my heart. I want. That the mitzvahs that I do should be who I am. I want that yichud to happen. I wanted to bring in for you um, from the Tanya, the way he describes, This is chapter 41 in the Tanya. It says, this is what it means when we say, We say, um, in the Nusach Sfarad, you say it before, and, um, 
Some people say it like a lot of times before before Kiddush, before before Sfirat HaOmer, before really you could theoretically say it before every mitzvah that you do. I'm doing this because I want it there to be a yichud. So it says. That he says, oh, right, one The play where he speaks out what it means, Kuchabrihu, and what does Chinte mean? Ah, yeah, it's right before that sentence. Amazo is Kavin, Leyachli Davkovois Brach, Makorn of Shohelokit, or Makorn of Ashot Kol Yisrael. When I'm doing a mitzvah, so I should have in mind to. A link up the source of my godly soul and the source of the souls of all of Israel. Which is the breath of Hashem's mouth, that is called Shechina. Where is the Shechina? In, in us, in Am Yisrael. Because it lives and it dwells within all of the worlds, what the philosophers call the imminence of Hashem. It's in the worlds, it's in, it's in the body. That's the wonder of the soul that vivifies the body. It is that Shechina that is putting my speech, energizing my ability to speak. That I'm now learning Torah. Or the strength of this that I'm wrapping, filling in my arm. And how is this yichud happening? By drawing down infinite light, may be blessed from above. Through learning and doing mitzvahs. That the or in sof is enclosed in the Torah or the mitzvah that I'm doing, right? I want that light to unite to the very root of my soul. That's what it means. There's this divine plan Labish should put on tefillin, right? <laughs> and there's this, there they are, right? And then there's this energy within me to pick them up and put them on. And I'm uniting with that. And I need to have in mind that it's, I'm not just doing something religious, right? I'm doing something personal with Hashem. I'm doing something that's real, that's connected to Hashem's son, MS, that is out there, that fillin has to be black and square and with these parshios in and then the chule all the dinim of fillin. And, but it's me putting on fillin today with this brain and this heart that needs to be connected to Hashem. And, 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 and,
and I'm bringing them, I'm bringing together, and making, and when I'm doing that, I'm having in mind all of Am Yisrael is coming together with Hashem, and I'm strengthening all Am Yisrael, I'm strengthening all the whole world, I'm strengthening all the goodness, all the goodness in the whole world. So, this is something to daven for, learn about this chapter 41 in the Tanya, he goes more and more into depth about, about this, about this Indian. And to the point where it's a chakika, where the mitzvah is me and I am the mitzvah, where the sun is the moon and the moon is the sun, where Adar, Aleph, Adar, Beis, Baruch Hashem, Mishnah, Adar, We were learning on, we were learning on that there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an argument, which Adar is the extra Adar? Which one is it? the first one and the second one? And the nafkamina is if somebody has a yard site that their parent died in a regular adar. If the parent died in an adar rishon, so then when there's an adar rishon, the yard site is adar rishon. If they died in adar shenzah, but if they died in a regular adar where there's only one adar, and then suddenly there's a year with two adars, so which day is the yard site? So the shulchan aruch says it's the um, second because the first adar is the extra adar. That's the one we're in now. This is the magic other, the extra one. But the Rama says, of course, both opinions. The Rama says, no, it's the first one. The first one should be the art site, and the second one is the extra other. And so, of course, what did Ashkenazim do? Machmirim. <laughs> both days, right? Al it seems that it's the second one because when you're having Kavana, for the permutations of Hashem's name, right? You know, each each month has a Yud, K, like Nisan is Yud and Hey and Vav and Hey, but all the other ones are different orders of those four letters. Adar Sheni is supposed to have in mind all 12. Ideally, every time you say Hashem's name, the whole Adar Sheni is to have in mind all 12 Serufim. Good luck. That's lots of Lachaims. So I say. <laughs> So uh seems like I've got Pikabala other Shani is the extra other. But anyway, maybe other reasons the extra other and then the regular other is, is like just exploding with all the with all the kavanas. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Lachaim Lachaim. So your birthday is in Adar Shani. Right. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. If meaning if you've had a birthday in a regular other, so which other do you celebrate the birthday? for sure for birthdays celebrate twice so okay so Shlomo is saying you meant to be a chakika that's and it's from Eger I want it to be I want I want my Avodah Hashem to be pinimi. that means that the real me is doing it I'm not just on the outside doing it I'm really really in this for real and uh, okay that up till now was review now the Pasuk then continues, Hashem Malkeinu, Mamshich Rebleble Levaer, Hashem Malkeinu, Perusho, Shahadam Omer Hashem, Ribbon Shalom, Anir Yotzel, Avodatcha, Afilu Belida'at. Perfect for Adar. Hashem, I want to serve you even when I'm totally unconscious. Even when I'm totally beyond my, even when I'm, like I have no idea what I'm doing. Like while I'm sleeping, or inebriated, 
or whatever, right? I want to serve you like in in my in my completely uh, uh, subconscious, right? I want it to be from you. Maybe somebody needs a favor on that street. So just work it out, Hashem. That if I mess up and I end up in the wrong street, I take the wrong direction, I get along with that, I should bump into somebody who needs me, right? Everything I do, I just want it to just be you. Everything, everything, right? You've done a lot before Purim, you know, like, I'm going to drink and drink and drink, so please, like, let it be that, like, everyone, like, that I interact with, like, if I, you know, like, maybe, you know, sometimes people, sometimes people, there's a little, some low-level Hopefully, only low-level violence that goes on. You know, like you 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 say l'chaim and you like punch someone. <laughs> it should be that like we should get closer through that punch. You know, liot legamre masur lemalchut Hashem. Hashem malkeinu means right that I'm not the melech. That means that I'm channeling Hashem. In whatever way, in whatever way, right? If I'm in charge all the time, it, it, there's there's a certain percentage of my life that I'm just like uh, don't realize what I'm doing, Mamish. And I, I, one of the things that, that really blew my mind actually is that um, apparently in your, your 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 what your eyes even see, we think we see what we see, but like something like eighty percent is your mind. Filling in what it's used to seeing. Look it up. It's mom is something like 80%. Because it, it, it takes a lot of energy to really pay attention. And, ah, you know, like uh, we go for us human beings, like, you know, we go for the easiest way. And we literally can, like, not see something that's right in front of us because we're not used to seeing it. And same thing with hearing. So much, like, we're, we think we're like, <laughs> like Brett, because we're going to start talking about it was also being in the, being present, you know. So, in any case, first of all, there's a whole about of trying to be consciously present, but then there's also before that is when I'm subconscious, because whatever I do, some part of what I do isn't going to be totally conscious. So let that also be from you, Hashem. Just work through me. I am uh, I am your pen, you know. I'm your pen. If I, if I want to really belong to Hashem's thing, then it's got to touch me so deep. If it doesn't go all the way in, then it won't affect my subconscious. Mm-hmm. He would tell the Tmimim in the Yeshiva, the Babit Yeshiva, he would tell the guys, you have to learn so strong that it, the Torah goes into your dreams. Then you know you're learning well. If it penetrates your subconscious, then 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 now you're now you're learning, right? Has to go so deep, right? Because then this is the continuation. The machokekeno malkeno is engraved. It becomes really who I am. Then even my subconscious, it'll go into my dreams, and when, and I'll do things without consciousness, and it'll turn out to have been exactly right. It'll turn out to be doing bringing bracha. 
מדוע גם דברים שאני אוהב, אני לא יכול לעשות אותם כל רגע ואני צריך הפסקה? Why is it things that I love? I can't do them all the time. I always need like some kind of a break. How come the tzaddikim never take a break from a Kodesh Baruch? How do they manage that, right? How do you manage never taking a break from a Kodesh Baruch? The answer is, they go so deeply connected that even when they are taking a break, they're still connected. It goes so deep that even in my dream, I'm still learning, right? It goes so deep that when I take the wrong direction, Hashem is working through me for the, that person. Yeah. Oh, well, there's just, there's only so much, you know what I mean? The, you know, like, uh, <sighs> for the breaks. <laughs> Right? In other words, it's not that you want to, it's just the human condition is, you know what I mean? Madu'a kol gaonim lo mafsik no regal ni ratar the great gaonim, they never stop learning. A person is limited. Eich afshar liot kol kachein sofi. Eich shach lomo Torah yomam v'layla b'ofen shel v'agita b'yomam v'layla. El shizeh kol kach amok, zeh kol kach amok, ad shizeh magil l'makom hafi ain sofi shekayambi. It goes so deep, so, so deep beyond my consciousness, right? So I could be a human being and be not always totally conscious, but it's still Torah because it, because it went that deep, okay? I see a person I'm passing by. How come I don't ask him if he's hungry? I was thinking something else. If, if subconsciously, beyond consciousness, I'm really serving Hashem, then I would, I would be asking Hashem, right, that every interaction I have, and again, there's levels upon levels, but like every interaction I have, I should be there for the person that I see in the coffee shop or whatever. <laughs> I should be there for each person that I see wherever I see, it should be right. It should be the right thing, right? Hashem malkeinu perusho liyot kashu l'makom achi gavoh ba'olam. Habei pamim korel lanu mashu v'ta'ut anu halchim barachov lo nachon. V'ta'ut anuchnu chayevim mispar lo nachon. Kol hadrim ha'elu shem bli da'at hem amukim gaval tanumach. When we encounter these experiences in life that are above our consciousness, without consciousness, l'chayim, those things are the deepest. And here I want to just give you some Torah for a second before we do, we'll do one little story after this. Another like 15 minutes. We have a mitzvah in the Torah called Shichacha. Very, very interesting Just in time. We have a mitzvah in the Torah called Shichacha. The mitzvah is that you are gathering in your crop and you make them into an omer. You make, you know, like a bale of hay or whatever it's called, right? And you ever see that? Like you're driving by and you see them, uh, you know, uh, in, like a... Uh, yeah, what? Yeah. Omerim, they're called omer in the Torah. And omer uh, And if you, if we were gathering them together to bring this, the last stage of gathering together to the... After this, they leave the field, right? You cut, 
and then you put them together and then you make you put them into a omer and then you take them off you take them off the scene out of the field if you forgot one what do you do you have to leave it there right now this mitzvah is a very interesting mitzvah the mitzvah is based on forgetting notice this mitzvah the mitzvah is based on forgetting the mitzvah starts when you remember, and Mitzvah says, okay, now that you remember, don't go back. <laughs> right? You left it there. It was by mistake. There's a poor person who needs it. Right? And so Rashi on this says, from, now, from this Mitzvah we see that if you're walking on the street and a shekel falls out of your pocket, just falls out of your pocket, and a poor person finds it, that you'll get bracha. Rashi. Rashi learns from Mitzvah of Shichicha, it's a Chazal, that you dropped the Shekel, you didn't even notice. A poor person found it, you get Bracha. Ask the Baba Rebbe. This is from this beautiful Sefer called Biurei Chumash. He says, Why, do, why should I get blessing if I didn't even mean to do the Mitzvah at all? It fell out of my pocket. His answer is, Every Jew, no matter what level they're on spiritually, Deep down, we all want to keep Hashem's will completely. The fact that I can sometimes be convinced to act differently is because I'm just getting pulled away by alien concepts. Really? You wanted that shekel to fall. Your subconscious knows that that shekel is in your pocket. You know, we use like like 4% of our brain. But part of your brain knew that it was there. You could get hypnotized and you'd remit, you would know, right? Hatat, your subconscious wants to keep Ratzon Hashem. And it, what happened is, when this shekel fell out, it went straight from your subconscious desire to serve Hashem, bypassed your waking brain, went straight into your pocket and made the shekel fall out. That's what happened. <laughs> Therefore, he does deserve it. is coming from the depths of who he was. So this mitzvah is hinting at us that as much as what we're talking about takes such depth of effort and davening and commitment and so on, but it's also already there. Your subconscious already wants it. And Rashi's already telling you that a coin falls out of your pocket. You're going to get blessed for that. The hero of Shlomo then now takes this, all of this thing of not knowing, of being sure, 
uh, engraving into my heart. They're going so deep that even my subconscious is serving Hashem and everything I do by mistake is all, is all from Hashem. It's all, it's all Hashem's malchut coming through me. Now he takes us to a story from Nachum Nachum Chernobyl and the Esrug. This story is like, uh, woo, this is like, he takes it to a whole, not all of these ideas to the next level. This story happened 200 years ago. I, by the way, have a dear friend, Nachum Nachum. Was Ben Acher Ben from Mamish, and you could see when you hear the story, it's it's him, it's him. Haya <laughs> You know that in Europe, like a, a etrog is a tropical. It's a, you know what I mean. It's a, even here, it's hard to grow it. You have to like you take care of it all the time and water it. in Europe, forget about it. And 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 and, and the travel and the wear and tear and one little bump and then the pitom falls off and you know like it's very difficult to get an etrog. And when there would be even one etrog for a whole bunch of cities, everybody would be like celebrating. One of the great Talmud of Hashem was Rav Nachum Nachum Chernobler. Rav Nachum was very, very poor. And he had five sons and he had nothing to eat. And when the Baal Shem Tov passed away, he left for Rav Nachum his tefillin. Many people offered him huge sums of money for the Baal Shem's tefillin, right? Elif ruble, you know. Elif ruble in those days was worth a lot. Maybe now it's 50 shekel or whatever. <laughs> 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 when people would live on like two cents a week. So one time the rich, another rich person comes out and please, no, the, the Baal Shem's tefillin. Here, a thousand rubles. Reb wife said, please, Nachum, sell him the tefillin. You have nothing to eat, you know? <laughs> Literally nothing to eat. Can you just sell him the tefillin? Rechem Aleinu. Nachum said, how could I sell the Baal Shem Tov's tefillin? How could I do it? How could I do it? <laughs> Can you see Nachum saying that? <laughs> then Sukkot came around and no one could get an Esrug in the whole Russia but on the morning of Arab Sukkot someone came and said I'll sell I have one Esrug thousand rubles Rav Nachum jumped up and said ah I could have the best Esrug and Rav Nachum went and he sold the Hashem Tov's tefillin and he got his Esrug <laughs> like the little ADD. Is it Mr. Wright? <laughs> What's going to happen after Sukkot? Who chazar abayta? Who chazar abayta? simcha. Just like... I'm like, Gabalt! He's so filled with simcha. Like he doesn't, doesn't think he did anything like even slightly strange. When he knasa abayta, it says... Nobody else has an esrog, but Nachum, the poor man, has an esrog. And his wife says, "How did you get that esrog?" <laughs> and oh, it was really simple. I sold the tefillin and a thousand red ruble. And when it got, this is great. Now, Shlomo. Lama, open, open the gates of your heart. 
she got so upset <laughs> and you can imagine right and she's completely right right like i mean come on what is going on here years i'm begging you to sell those films so that we could feed our family and i think you only need for one week how could you do this she got so angry He's no, he's a thousand rubles, thousand, thousand. Yeah, he spent the full money on So he took, she got so angry, she took and went on the floor, and it became Pasul. Oh. Now, <laughs> open your, the gates of your heart even wider. If she wouldn't have broken the Esrog, right, they could have gone back and exchanged it. Right, <laughs> but now it's not worth a thousand. Yeah, the pitam broke up. Not not worth a thousand. It's not worth a thousand ruble anymore. Right? Oy vey. When your heart says of so, can you imagine how she felt the moment after she did that? Right. My friends, open open your hearts. Right. He said it like five times. <laughs> we better open our hearts. What did Reb Nachum do? He said to his wife, Fegele, let me tell you the story of our life. And I can just see Aaron Nachum saying this too. He says, he says, Fegele, I want to tell you, let's just sit down and I want to tell you the story of our lives together. He says, once I had tefillin, and now don't have them anymore. Once, no, not I had, we had, we had tefillin, now we don't. Once we had an esrog, now we don't have the esrog anymore. But you know what we do have? I have you, and you have me. You have me. That there should be peace among us, and it's going to be a good yad. Says, I heard this story from the Heliga Bubaver. The Heliga Bubaver, have you ever seen a picture of the Bubaver? He was like a tall man with the sweetest face, the Bubaver. The Bubaver was one of the Rebbes who came through the war. And he, Rav Shlomo said, I think Rav Shlomo said he learned how to, hand, how to shake someone's hand from the Bubaver. He had such a sweetness. And the Bubaver, after he told the story, he added, he said, You think that Rabbi Nachum was actually angry, but he got over his anger. He says, if you think that's what it was, because he said, it's forbidden to be angry, he says, no. That is mamish not what happened. Right? This is why this story is, is the culmination of all of the learning that we've done in the last few weeks. For Rabbi Nachum, every second he was thinking, what do I need to do now? Right? That was his life. And even giving up his subconscious, even the things I do by mistake, that Hashem Malkeinu, I'm not the Melech, I, let it come through me, whatever is necessary right now, right? When his wife passed the Etrog, it was clear to her. It's not the time to scream at her. He must speak Shvura, she's already so broken. 
Vakoch, now's the time to give her strength. See that when he's talking about is not a story, he's talking about a way of living. A way of living that you don't miss a beat. I'll tell you a story about Rav Schmidman, that's all. Rav Schmidman, remember Rav Schmidman? He, Rav Schmidman, I got smicha from him. He was a golden, golden human being. Oh my God. And he spent um, like years working on getting, there's a, there's a, there's a, something called the Cairo Geniza. They found in Cairo, a Geniza is like a room where they keep all the old Sfarin. And he spent like a long, long time, years, researching, looking at the paper. They had taken them, I think, already to Oxford, and he had unearthed the Torah of Arisham, like one of the early, early commentaries on the Talmud that nobody had ever, ever seen before. And it was the only copy in the whole world. And he worked and worked and edited it and got together, he got together with a group of the top scholars in New York. All the biggest Tamilcha were sitting around the table like this, and he was coming to present it to them. And one of the older ones, he didn't have Nebuch, you know, he had, he, his hands were shaking. And in just one second, he spilled the coffee. It went onto the manuscripts, made them all completely illegible and completely ruined his whole work that he'd been working on for years. Rav Schmidman, this is what his brother said at his shloshim. His, Rav Schmidman was sitting there and he didn't for a sec. He just said, he said, oh, don't worry, don't worry. It's okay. We can replace the coffee. <laughs> 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 do you know? Do you know how many, how many years of work on your heart it takes to be able to Allah makom, not to miss a beat, not to miss a realize this is an elderly Talmid Chacham who obviously you know like feels terrible, it's like wasn't his fault, and obviously this Rishon was meant to be hidden from the world. And you got a glimpse of his Torah for however much, but it wasn't meant to be known. And he accepted it like complete, didn't it? Like Pele, right? This is this is this is what Rishon was talking about: a way of living where it's chakuk, where it's you, where it, your subconscious, where your 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 reactions, your right. Says and Sarah come to the sukkah of Nachum and his wife. They hadn't ever seen Avram and Sarah visit their sukkah. But guess what? That night, after that etrog drop and that conversation, that night, when Avramino and Sarah came in, they saw them. And his wife in sukkah? Yes, oh, of course, yeah. Avraham and Sarah are the first marriage in the Torah that the uh, marriage actually worked, right? But Adam and Chava wasn't so simple. We don't see that. So. <laughs> right? You know what this means? It means to be connected with the moment. Right? Right? We're not talking about the Torah isn't that. 
The Torah is a sun. It is objective truth. But it doesn't tell you everything, Bedavka, so that you can learn how to be connected into the moment. Right? But it means to be connected to the moment, to something much deeper, much deeper than any book. I'm a Chaim. Questions, thoughts? How can we make this real? Ah, nobody teaches like a slow-mo. There's nothing, there's no... <laughs> yeah. Say. Yes, sir. Yeah, connection. Yes. The way that you connect. Right? I love that word. Yeah. I really, it's one of my favorite words. It's a very powerful and important word. We were learning about it on Tuvishvat that Sheker, the letters, a lot of times in Hebrew, you have these three letter roots. So, though, and when you rearrange them, they teach about each other. So, Sheker means like falsehood, and Kesher means connection. And the way to bridge that, so this is from the Rebbe Rayats, and also a little bit from my interpretation of it, is Keresh. Keresh, that's the wood of the Mishkan. That's this week's Pasha that we're starting now, Pasha Truma, the, the Suli Mishkan, the, the essence of the Mishkan were those trees that Yaakov Avinu planted, Krashim. Keresh is... Uh, is beams of wood that were made out of those trees, right? That for sure, for sure, for sure, those trees that uh, Yaakovino planted in Mitzrayim, that that's where the Yidin did his Vodidus during Mitzrayim, it has to be, right? And, 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 and they became the trees of the Mishkan, and it's the Keresh of standing next to each other, like a space like this, like learning this by myself would be nowhere near what it is to come and teach like this and be with you guys. Each of us, we need each other. The Keresh of a, of a yeshiva, the Keresh of, of, of a family, the Keresh of friendship, the Keresh of togetherness, which is what the crushing work is. They were all interconnected with each other in a lot of different ways. They had brichim from the outside. They had a bria that went in connecting them. They had other things that connected them from the top over them. They were super, super tight. They were tight, like, you know, and and that keres, that's what can help us find the kesher that we each have uniquely to Torah. We each have a unique kind of a kesher that nobody else has. But we need also to be with others and to be strengthening each other to find that kesher and not to be stuck in the sheker of the outside, to have that interiority, that insideness. Mm-hmm. And so that all the, they're like what we've been learning now about just the longing in this room is so beautiful and just <sighs> this longing for everything that we've learned about together is already so strengthening. And uh, lots of lots of forgotten coins and uh, realizing that we're, we're already there also, and there's so far to go also, so it's all, it's all true. Uh, yeah. Tell me your name, forgive me. I, I, Makzar. Yes, Makzar, yeah. It's kind of the same point, right. but I had a trouble with the project. Oh, yeah. Which, and this is just, I, I didn't have a chance to read commentary or anything, but 
But Moshe goes after Yisro is coming into Yisro from Sadness. Right. And he says, he goes out to meet his father-in-law. Right. Doesn't mention his wife. Oh. And then he goes into the tent with Yisro right. and discusses everything that's happened. Right. No mention of the marital connection. Mm. Okay. The story, the I've heard the story yeah. of the Esther before, and yeah. I think it's probably out of all the stories that triggers me more than any other story. Well, so... Why? Her feelings yeah. were totally ignored mm. for like years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he just does what he wants. The thousand shekel by the Estro. And for me, it's not even about the money. It's about, okay, I understand the serious nefesh for the Ruchmias, but where does her need, her feelings come into this? I don't. Mm. I don't get the motion support and I don't get mm. he and his wife. Awesome. Mm. If the secret to a good relationship is um, that she's your number one, like mm -hmm. you'd be, mm -hmm. this right. is like, that, yeah. it's like, okay. number one. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not like a one time ignoring your feeling. It's like over and over ignoring your feeling to the point that you take the thousand check when you buy the estrogen and you're actually happy about it. With no concern how your wife is good. I don't know. I just like how could how could that have happened? I, I, right. Just like right. <laughs> like wait. I hear you. I don't. I don't I know. Yeah. I, I, th I think that that uh, this Torah that so this is what Formos brings down. I've never heard any Torahs from anybody. Not not that uh, by any means uh, wide read. But Shlomo's talking this this sensitivity is totally unique to the way he's bringing it down. Never heard from anywhere about the needs of another person, the sensitivities like this. It's amazing. So when you mentioned you mentioned that uh, shaking shaking hands with the Baba for Rebbe. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I certainly, you know, never came close. Mm -hmm. But I remember Shlomo saying that when he was a kid, him and Eli Chaim, Rabbi Eli Chaim, when kids when they were kids. They would practice the dead fish handshake. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how people would shake in hands, dead fish handshake. And here you have the Baba Rebbe Bobby, blowing people's minds with his hands. Yeah, because he really was acknowledging it. <laughs> Look, I think that I think that um I think that um the, his response to his wife uh is not a brand new uh energy on his part that that he was only able to respond that way because he cared for her the whole way through uh, you know like uh i don't think her feelings were being ignored in other words the bashemtos tefillin is legitimately a difficult thing to sell i mean even if there's you know mm -hmm. even if there's uh even if there's uh and and the concept of 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 an esrog is uh, harder, harder. Let's say I, I made a joke about ADD, but like it's it's harder because it is only one week of mitzvah. On the other hand, if you're somebody who lives just for the mitzvah, uh, you know, then and there is one and it's rare and we get an esrog. So you know, in other words, like I understand. Yeah, yeah. 
Can, can, I don't know if you have to add to it. Yeah. 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 Thank you. But it's also Mr. Egon, so this case was starting. Right. Thank I will, I will well, give you a chance to the different The question is, were they Mavish starting? Like, in other words, like... Close. It, yeah. <laughs> I think they were close to it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Can I give it a, a little bit of a different it's, it's a story, right? So I'm thinking that, that recently somebody asked me a question about, say, what we're learning in Parsha. And they they actually they said over something in the Torah, they said something over, and they said Yaakov didn't respond. And I got really irritated with that. It's like, how do you know why Yaakov didn't respond? Now, sometimes it says Yaakov didn't respond. Great. The Torah says Yaakov didn't respond. I understand Yaakov didn't respond, but it didn't say anything. How do you know Yaakov didn't respond? You, you, when there's a silence in the story, the Midrash often fills in. But when there's a silence in the story, you can't necessarily make assumptions. So the way I would understand that story, and when you're portraying Nachem Nachem with Chernobyl, and, and the way Reb said before, it's like the closest thing and the most important thing for relationship and marriage. They clearly had a successful marriage. Mm. They clearly loved each other so much. Mm -hmm. And they had that ongoing dialogue. Feed the kids, sell the film. No, yes, no. It was ongoing, 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 ongoing. And that is why the story is so deep. Is because then he's like he's like she knows my side of it she knows where I'm yeah and he and they got this back and forth so long and then he goes and he buys the astron and that's what's the deep, deep part of the story is all of a sudden you see all of that relationship crash all of that relationship crash and burn with the bitten or the thrown astron mm -hmm. and at that point nachem nachem can still pull everything together yeah. and they still have a relationship and they still have a marriage and the way I heard it was was now we have each other mm -hmm. not I have okay. you and you have me mm -hmm. um it's 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 the the integrated marriage that they're holding on to mm -hmm. and included in that integrated marriage is that relationship I don't know what he's going to fight with now now he's now he's brilliant <laughs> now he doesn't have his side of the argument but they're going to continue that but also. it needed to happen to clear the air so to speak Kind of, yeah, that's yeah, like but that. it's it's the it's the deepening relationship, and yeah. I think that's yeah. what that's what Reb Shlomo Reb Shlomo was always. I miss him so much. Mm -hmm. So Reb Shlomo was always, you go deeper, you go higher, you go deeper, you go higher, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Because she threw on the floor and it broke. Yeah, before, before they could have. That was the thing. That was that. The, but once it got thrown, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's my thing. Yeah. Very, very. Beautiful, very beautifully expressed. Yeah, thank you. There yeah. was a reason and yeah. a need. It's like when you're really connected to Hashem, it's like you can't self betray anymore. So it's like whatever Hashem tells you to do, you do you have to do. And so in the story, it's like it's the great rabbi, like he had to do what was he felt Hashem wanted him to do, and it, he couldn't self humiliate. And trusting that when you don't self-betray, that it's going to be good for everyone else. Mm. And I feel like sometimes in relationships, like you might be doing something that outwardly seems unbecoming, but you trust that if it's in your heart and it's right, that eventually, like this is part of Hashem's plan, even if it's like hurting the person, like maybe it's like triggering something in them that they need to rectify, that just needs to happen for some reason that we don't understand. So very interesting perspective, yeah, because that fits in nicely with what he said. Because in the end, it did bring them together. Yes. In the end, they ended up closer for it. 
And I think yeah. like that's something you said. Before. But what you're saying, what, 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 what I like what you're saying, sorry to interrupt you, but what you're saying, what, what I like what you're saying is that there was a part of him that was aware that his mm-hmm. wife might be upset about this. And yet, and he still did it, and 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 it did actually bring about a closeness, which is you know, and it's and, and that doesn't have to mean ignoring. And also, what 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 Frem is bringing in that, as much as, as 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 like you know, you're saying her feelings are being ignored, but it's like he had his feelings also about the Twillin were not being acknowledged all those years. So there's there was a there was a there was a there was a deeper uh, and these things you know isn't like exactly right or wrong precisely. I mean, okay, starving I, like that's what I think because if it was bemet pikuach nefesh, I, I can't imagine he would literally you know <laughs> in other words, there's the thing he was self kosof was a great rebbe they they were supported to some extent. I don't know the exact story, but yeah, yeah go ahead. I just was going to say, I think that tied back into your thing about like the marriage and like putting your spouse first. And I think that that's the caveat to it. It's like if you feel that Hashem wants you to do something else that would self betray your connection to Hashem, like mm-hmm. you can't put your spouse first. And right. yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the whole Ish and Isha and God between them. And I was thinking also that while well, we would. But it, like that, he had enough exhaustion for the both of them, and that he thought his wife would probably want this. Right. That it's such a high level to do this mitzvah that she right. wanted, and it wasn't like lack of consideration right. to the kids' desire. He just had faith that they'll be taken care of. All you have to do is money. Yes, and yeah. she saw it in a very practical way. With right. this, like we need food. Yes. So like it was coming from a different place, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that right, that somehow at some point. Hashem priority, spouse priority, at some point becomes mm-hmm. one. Difficult. Not, not, you know, these things are, yeah. Well, that's um, not simple. Not simple. Lots of dabbing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Leaving aside that we can uh, obtain the Baal Shem Tov's Tefillin uh, or Hetero <laughs> for a thousand rooms. <laughs> right. What are some practical things to achieve this level of Yeshua Dot? Oh. <laughs> no, that's really that is the question yeah. how do you get to that kind of consciousness mm-hmm. now one thing is davening of Shlomo said that right that, that um, how did he put it exactly he said um, please Hashem inscribe it in my heart right um, and that's a lot of what the davening what, a lot of what davening what davening is about <clears throat> to really ask Hashem so we say on Shabbos, Taher libein le'avde chava emes. The Shmonesri of Shabbos is uh, is not uh, just all sweetness. It's deep, deep requests on Shabbos. It's not physical requests, but it's deep, deep beseeching of Hashem. Taher libein le'avde chava emes. Yeah. Thing for spiritual things on Shabbos? Are you, uh, I, learned, I learned that you're not supposed to ask for anything on Shabbos. Well, if you read the Shmonesri, right? right? We, it's it's yeah, of course certainly we can other that's the time to ask for spiritual things, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a question here on Zoom. Uh, yes, small. Oh, Unmute. Hi, shalom. Hi. First off, thank you. I, I wanted to ask. You mentioned about. Um, I think you mentioned it was in the Tanya bringing in the Torah deeper and um, and as opposed to just. 
sorry, you've mentioned working hard at learning Torah. Is this right? And then so it will go deeper. There's like a stage. It's like it's like as in in uh, as a musician, like you have to learn your instrument, you have to learn the scales. You know, we have to become educated Jews. You know, not everybody's gonna. There's a certain language barrier. Not everybody's gonna be able to crack the Talmud and learn the whole thing in two seconds. But, 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 but to be, but, the, but, but there is such a thing, by the way. But, but, but to be able to, to be able to, uh, yeah, to, 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 it's it's worth it to build your skills in learning, so that you can start to improvise and imamish find your song, find your. Yeah, that's that was the good idea. I was I was wondering um, if if there was something to be said about the um, how to if if it's in in quality of learning as opposed to quantity. We should always learn as much as we can, but uh, mm -hmm. how to increase the quality, how to or how to open the gates in order to so allow it to go in yeah. deeper. Or... Right, but first of all, in the in the the blessings for learning Torah. It's the only bracha on a mitzvah that includes a request. Every other bracha on a mitzvah just say, to put on tefillin, to write the candles, to whatever. And suddenly, in the blessings on the Torah say, please God, make it sweet. This is not, uh, this is not, uh, this is like, like, please God, make it sweet. They have to ask really the, Please make it sweet, you know, and also what that also means is you have to pay attention to which parts of Torah are sweet for you and learn those. Of course, we have a, we have to know some basic things. You have to know, you know, Parsha, you have to know Halacha, but, but, but then what else do you have to know? What's sweet for you is a big signpost that do, do that. Don't let anyone tell you that, uh, that whatever if you're really into Tehillim, or you're really into Shir Hashirim, or you're really into Kohelet, Kohelet is Gavalt, if you, if you really, whatever you're really into, do it. So there, there's there's two kinds of level. One thing is the skills, which is a little bit, uh, I don't say boring, but it can't, you know, so you have to get past it. Like you, you just have to learn how to do it. You know, you can't do all the yoga poses until you sit with a master for a while. You have to, you have to learn. You, you can't just... It would like anything else in the world. You have to learn how. Um, and but 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 you then you also have to um, have a nose for what's what's attracting you in Torah. What's what is, and and really ask Hashem to make it sweet as as we all do as is as is in the Siddur, as is in the. So so those are the two big things, and then and so when when and when you follow what's sweet to you, and part of what's sweet to you, by the way, part of what's sweet to you really. We were speaking about this, I forgot when. There was a great Rav in, in, in the Mir Yeshiva from like 50 years ago uh, called Rabbi Kreuzer. I'm forgetting his first name, maybe Pinchas Kreuzer. That he used to say, why are you making the room so dark with all your answers? Bring in some light. Ask questions, right? That, that the questions, the, the wonder and the curiosity is so important. So, so... If when you're learning, you have a question, we have a critic inside that says, eh, it's probably a stupid question, right? Uh, we, no, 
You've got to go with that question. And then you've got to, a Selah Harav is another big part of this. You've got to find a teacher that you connect to and ask them. And, and, and a whole, you know, and if they're a really good teacher, they'll help. So there are such a thing as questions that aren't really questions. So it's just misplaced, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, they're, 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 but but they'll help you. They'll help you to understand and, and help you to develop the art of asking the questions that your neshama needs to ask. But, and uh, what, what be, what's interesting to you, what, what, what when you see something that doesn't seem right, when there's some kind of tension, and look how much the story opened up because of Malka, Malka Sarah's question, like how much deeper that story got. Like you have to ask the questions. It's, it's, a it's, it's, a it's, 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 it, it, that that's a really important thing, and then and then and then and then you have to um, um, really not get satisfied if somebody tells you an answer and it doesn't sit in your heart. So keep asking. You have to. You have to tell the person. You know, like oh, okay, Rabbi so and so or whatever. Like you know, but you okay, but 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 it doesn't sit in my heart because I try to think of explain why it doesn't sit right in your heart. It doesn't seem to fit with this or with that or with this or with that. It keep going until you know, and when that happens, you're gonna have a kesher. And once you've had one or two experiences like that, they're gonna start joining up. And then it's going to be notes, and it's going to be a melody. It's going to be your song. It's going. To, it will happen. Just have to be strong about. It, I promise you. Just be strong with it. And uh, so there's 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 the skills. Then there's the, the questions, the sweetness, the asking Hashem, and and then, and then going with the questions, finding the right teachers, and and being persistent. Not Hashem. That says everything. Sure. Yeah, Chaim. I said Tadaraba. Thank you. Yes, to you too, Chaim. Uh, okay, we should probably yes do a nigga wrap it up. We've been going for a nice amount. It's it's, it's out of bounds. I'm, I'm heading to this side. Yes. <laughs>
Shabbos, good Purim. 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 